I seen it. You're fond of me, lobster. Molly, you in danger, girl. Your ass looks like about 150 pounds of chew bubble gum pile. You know that? Say it, sir. I don't believe you people. What do you mean, you people? What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Film Code. And I am your season two undisputed co-breaking champion, Phoenix Cloud. And of course, joined by the two greatest co-hosts in the world. <laughs> uh, starting off with our man, Zach Sneef. Zach, how are you, sir? Good. I am the disputed uh, non-winner <laughs> of code-breaking. So uh, that would be my turn. And yeah, I'm just happy to be here. So uh, yeah, doing good, man. Um, just excited to get to talk about this movie. I personally really loved it. Um, and I know that there are some, how should I say, wrong opinions in here. So I'm excited to talk about and discuss, explain why you're wrong. So good luck. Yeah. <laughs> and also joined by Brandon, sir. How are you today? Man, I am good, Phoenix. Like Zach just said, we have a movie to talk about. Um, it, you know, it's weird. Like, it, it, it's not weird. It's funny that, like, there's always the, those films that we'll all agree on. And then every few weeks or so, we're all, all just straight up disagree on something. <laughs> and it's this week. Yep. Because freaking Phoenix over here. So I saw I didn't even look at the, the, the Thor spoiler chat because I, I straight up fell asleep uh, early Thursday night. When I get home, I was just out. So um, I saw your TikTok of you <laughs> on the bus, man. Yeah, that's you were. That was funny. You were like, <laughs> you were just like, man. Oh man, yeah. I tweeted like, you know, uh, Thor: Love and Thunder made me so mad. I, I ended up making my first TikTok video. <laughs> uh, but yeah. You guys can check that out on my TikTok page. I am HO Film. So good plug there. Hopefully, get some more videos up uh, for you guys to check out and laugh at. All right. So we are talking Thor Love and Thunder, the latest uh, phase four release from the MCU from Marvel, Disney, uh, directed by Taika Watiti. He returns again, starring uh, Chris Hemsworth, Natalie Portman. Tessa Thompson and Taika Waititi. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, this is the thirtieth. I want to say thirtieth MCU film. Is that correct? I think maybe. No, no, no. Twenty ninth. Thirty is uh, gonna be um, Wakanda Forever. I feel like we've been on the 29th forever. Is it seriously only the 29th? It's seriously. It gets confusing when you start implementing the shows together with it. But yeah, yeah. it's it's yeah. uh it's, it's the 29th. 30, yeah, 29th. That's crazy. Yeah. All right. So the 29th film in the MCU. Uh this is the fourth Thor film. And uh I I'm gonna kick this off by saying that uh the Thor films, in my opinion, are one and four. <laughs> uh, or should, uh, one in three I guess I should say that's the more way, accurate way of saying it one in three uh, the one being Thor Ragnarok and the three being the other three uh, <laughs> this uh, in my opinion was the second worst of the Thor films 
um, behind Thor The Dark World. Uh, and uh, in my opinion, uh, you know, we're going to give our ratings a little later, but uh, spoiler, uh, this is at the bottom. <laughs> Phoenix, this is, this is Phoenix, at the bottom did, of my ratings. Did you go Phoenix in? meant to say in his rightfully wrong opinion. In, yeah. my, in my honest opinion. <laughs> did, did you go into this film being like, I'm it's almost like a Twitter handle hate. or something. No, no. I'm, yeah, it's like, it, yeah. She's gonna go in and just be like, "I'm gonna go sit down and be miserable for two hours." Let's do this. I, why would I do that? Who who does that? No, like John Campia. Oh, no. <laughs> it was um, it was interesting because I, I I went and I saw it uh, late at night, so that was probably uh, a bad idea. But I went and saw it late at night. Um. And then, of course, you know, there's 30 minutes of trailers, so that didn't help. Uh, <laughs> and oh, okay, the, so you're equating your tiredness to not liking the film. No, I'm equating my tiredness with the fact that the film did nothing to help. Uh, <laughs> it was just... We'll get into it. We'll get into it. Uh, you guys, I want to hear your uh, non-spoiler thoughts on Thor Love and Thunder. Brandon, what, what did you think? Okay, so you just mentioned 30 minutes of trailers. Yeah. We went to, I mean, Zach and I both went to AMC. I don't know if it happened to him, but we only got, like, instead of playing all the ads before, the mm. like, the, the, the start time, mm. they just started showing the trailers. So oh, the film yeah. started, there was a 6.08, it was a 6 o'clock showing. Film started at 6.10. I'm like, thank God. Mm. Brandon, not kidding. Yeah, literally, I think it was, like, an eight-minute thing when you were like, hey, Zach, there's, like, an eight-minute delay in the um before it starts like you don't have many commercials from the run like from when it starts on the ticket uh-huh. and literally like eight minutes in the amc logo was coming up and i was like what that brandon was right that it's, mm. uh, it's like it was like on the dot too like eight minutes into it like it just was rolling up yeah so, it's, it's like it was, i was no like no breathing room for yeah any you know i mean it's a busy, I'm sure it's busy and it's, you know, it's a, it's a Thursday. Everyone's going to it. It's a little hectic. So I'm sure there are some people who probably miss the opening, you know, five, 10 minutes of that, which sucks. So. Yeah. I'm glad they did it honestly, because I'm like, we're going to sit through 30 minutes of trailers. I'm hungry. I want dinner. <laughs> and then it's like, bam. Right, well, so you like, let's go. That's great for people like you, Brandon, who show up on time. But then right. people the who are group. people who are trying to get get there in a rush. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Minute. Which doesn't make sense because we have reserved seats now. But yeah. <laughs> and, uh, anyways, you're all in a hurry to get to the seats we already know we have. Uh, <laughs> and I'll be but, honest, part of the experience is is sitting down waiting for the film to start. Not kidding. It is. It definitely is. Uh, or just walking in last minute as the last credit trolling. I mean, some, the, uh, yeah. The the preview, you know, the previews and some people, some people really hate trailers. So like they'll they'll try to avoid them at all costs. But like the only yeah. thing that sucks about that is like, yeah, sometimes you go and it's twenty minutes. You know, what I'm saying after the start time. And then they're running trailers, and then sometimes thirty minutes, right, or twenty or thirty minutes, and you 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 sort of get used to that, and then all of a sudden it's 10, 15 minutes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you miss half the movie, so like 
that's that's really annoying. They really need to figure out a way to to fix that. But honestly, I wish they would even just put it on like if they just gave us like uh, I don't know if like you go online and see like the list of what preview you know so that way people have like an idea of okay i want to get there because some people like to really plan that stuff out right um and for me i know like i've definitely uh been in a situation where i've come walked in late and i'm like god i hope the previews are still on so right Uh you know it'd be nice just to like kind of and then i'm like do i get a drink do i not get a drink right like should i get it as soon as i walk in or should i go to the theater and see how far along it is and <laughs> you know like and then see if i should get a drink I've prior, done that. prior I've done to reserve those. prior to reserve seating at when i used to go to ncg i still go to ncg every now and then because i'm going again today to see it with my fiance at ncg but um that prior before where they had uh reserve seating any kind of opening night marvel movie I would get there like an hour early, get in line. I would get the popcorn tin and the and the souvenir cup. I wouldn't fill them up yet. I would be waiting in line. I would just be standing there. Once they bring us in, and the shit like the the like the let's just say the film started at six o'clock, then I would go get all my stuff. Nice. Because I hated cold popcorn. Mm. But yeah, like um, and I, I miss the days when like the the tins and the cups there. Used to be like six or seven bucks each. Yeah, those were AMC. Yeah. AMC is always expensive. Yeah, I was gonna say those days are long gone, buddy. Look, <laughs> yeah, l- luckily, luckily the cups and stuff are still like eight bucks there. But like AMC yeah. is like, hey, yeah, we charge you forty dollars for a mule near popcorn bucket. Yeah, I was I was actually one of the uh, few who got that forty dollar mule near popcorn bucket. Let me just say something though that okay so brandon when i went um i went to amc probably around noon i think um and you know obviously they just opened up like the theater hadn't been open that long and the one that i went to was one that only got 80 Uh, it was actually and it was a bigger amc too so i think i think that maybe smaller ones didn't get as many but and 80 of them by the time i got there right before lunchtime half of them were sold out yeah because people go in early and get them but you know no one was yeah and i'm glad i did because if i hadn't done that i probably wouldn't get it because everyone else showed up early just for this hammer yeah you know you know you know what's crazy about the hammer is like i i have a feeling like you know that meme it's like we have we have guests over bring out the fine china. You're gonna be bringing that out. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right, so all right, so back to non-spoiler yes, thoughts. Non-spoiler I mean, thoughts, Brandon. Tangent there. <laughs> non-spoiler thoughts. Um, I I really enjoyed it. Towards the beginning, I was kind of iffy on it because the pacing was just all over the place, but it got back on track really quickly, and I'm glad it did. Um, yeah, the comedic moments here and there had like eh, it doesn't really work but when they when they have a joke that hits it hits so i don't i'll talk about those when we dip into spoilers but yeah overall like i i got a little emotional with this film mainly towards the end i'll explain why when you get the spoilers but yeah uh zach what how about you buddy i'm gonna um 
say that I actually didn't have an issue with the pacing at all. Um, like literally beginning to end, I thought it was just fine. Um, I will say that I did really love Christian Bale as Gore. He was great. I thought he was so creepy and so good and so talented. Um, so props to him for that, for sure. I I really love this movie, though. Um, I probably will go back and see it and get an IMAX with my A-list. So, yeah, it was a great movie. Um, I don't really want to say too much because I feel like if I do, I'm going to start getting into spoilers. I know we haven't really gotten there yet, but yeah. I mean, I was excited for this movie. Um, for me, my excitement was met. So I can't say that I walked away with any feelings of um, I didn't get what I wanted from the movie. So, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Gotcha. Phoenix? Huh. Okay. The, the raw Phoenix is about to just be straight Phoenix, wrong Phoenix for the next about, two minutes. Phoenix is about to spill the tea. Here we go. Okay, listen. Um, going back to just the trailers, nothing in the trailers really made me want to see this movie. Like, you know how like when the Civil War trailer dropped, right? You saw Cap and, and Iron Man fighting. You saw uh, you know, you saw Winter Soldier trying to rip like the, the reactor out of his chest. You saw uh, Spider-Man. There was uh, you saw Black Panther, those first appearances. It was just an action packed trailer. And you just like I was hyped to see, whoa, what would they what would what could they possibly put around this movie? Um, I got none of that from this. Like even even just going recently, the the Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness trailer. I'm like, I wasn't super hyped for it because I didn't think it was that great of a trailer, but they at least had the Professor X cameo in there. So I was like, oh, okay. So all right, there might be some something about this. There was nothing in the trailer that really got me going like, oh, like I can't wait to see that in full context. Um, so for me, it, it it's an MCU movie. So I was always going to watch it, but if we weren't doing the show on it, I, I would not have gone the first the first weekend. Like there's nothing about this would make me go. I okay. have to see this first weekend. I'm gonna say this now. Mm-hmm. I think that's a lie because it's still lie. an MCU film. Yeah, like like I said, it's an MCU film, so I would have gone to see it, but not the first weekend. Like not not Thursday opening previews. Like unless like without us doing the show, there's no way I would have gone there. So um, just because it's not, it's not that it did nothing for me to, to get me excited. So by the time the movie actually started 30 minutes later, by the way, um, I'd actually forgotten what I was there to see. And I was like, oh, like right when it started, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. I'm, it's an MCU film. It's Thor Love and Thunder. And I'm like, all right, well, this movie didn't really do much to impress me in the trailers. So I, hopefully it's, it's going to wow me in the movie. Nope. <laughs> None of that. Uh, uh, the one thing we will all agree on is that I thought Christian Bale was amazing. I, I thought he was absolutely incredible as Gore. I thought he killed it. I thought he completely knocked it out of the park. Um, and that's where our agreements will end. Um, 
everything else about this movie was a massive fail, in my opinion. Literally everything else. Uh, from the humor to the characters to the story. Oh, my God. Uh, What's wrong with the story? Oh, I'll get into it. But the like everything about this movie was, in my opinion, just incredibly underwhelming. Un- underwhelming and and quite frankly disjointed miss got messy it was it was a mess it, the movie was a mess a complete mess um we'll i'll get into the reasons why but that that's my overall just first takeaway this was not a this was not a fun film for me to watch at all Okay, so for our listeners, that is a completely wrong. <laughs> yeah, if we'll, you, see uh, we'll see. We'll, I, I guarantee Phoenix, you, a lot of people will agree with me. Phoenix, if you, if you just want to edit in it, uh, you could skip to this timestamp if you want to hear a completely wrong opinion right before you give yours. <laughs> that, that'd be totally fine. All right, I will put that before you guys. It's no problem. <laughs> of course you will. Of course you will. <laughs> Okay, this is your official spoiler warning. We are dipping into spoilers. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Every time I say that, I hear just the one from the recording. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! <laughs> Love it. All right, so uh, we are officially talking spoilers for Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, if you have not watched the movie, why don't you pause here, go check it out waste some money and two hours of your time and come back and listen to our thoughts, okay? (laughs) All right, so (laughs) Zach, why don't you kick us off with your spoiler thoughts on Thor, Love and Thunder? So yeah, uh, automatically um, we're going into this and um, it starts off with gore and I really like this um, setup for him, kind of giving context to how he became the God Butcher. And I think that it was really important for them to do that because Gore obviously is not a huge Marvel character. So. Um, he was shaking his head yeah. the entire time. <laughs> yeah. I, and uh, yeah. So it's a, it's really good to see like, you know, where he came from, why, he obviously hates God so much. It's because, you know, he devoted his life to one that really never showed him any mercy, didn't care about him. Really stuck it to him when he was like, help yeah. me. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a really great opening scene. And then seeing how he got Pernet, uh, sorry, seeing how he got possessed by the uh, sword. The necromancer. Yep, the necromancer. And seeing how he starts turning into this whole god killer. Um, yeah, that was super cool. Now, I have a question. Is the necromancer, is that from Greek mythology or comics? I think Ooh. both. I, yeah, I was going to say, I think both. Because I'm pretty sure I've definitely heard of necromancer outside of Marvel. Comics. I feel like it it may have been called something else in Greek mythology, but yeah, I think there, it's definitely borrowed from. Or uh, yeah, I don't know if it's Greek or Norse or right. So yeah, that was the opening scene. 
And then I love the whole bit um, with Thor when he comes in. I thought that was so hilarious. I was dying laughing at <laughs> how dramatic he was. I thought it was great. Chris Hemsworth was hilarious. Yeah, I loved uh, when they introduced Thor. And including, like, include, like you know, because Thor is getting, like, this great backstory of him and stuff and him finding himself. And it's like he's just not even trying the moment he tries. He just, like, destroys everything. So I really love that. Um, I thought Korg narrating was hilarious. I yeah. love that part of it. So, yeah. You know, uh, you know what I loved um, when he was explaining that? When they go and, like, take back that temple, um, he's like, he was like God Destroyer or something. He he called Thor something. I can't remember what it was. Oh yeah, God God of Destruction. God of Destruction. Yeah. He's like yeah. He's like thank you, God of Destruction. You have saved us. He's like, look at it. Everything was completely undamaged. Everything just. Fell. Yeah, I also love when he throws off his cape and it smacks the guy in the face, and he's like telling him like, behold what he's about to do. <laughs> that was hilarious. I died laughing so much during that part. And I already knew what was going to happen as soon as he started going through the castle and up the floors. It was going to fall over later. <laughs> so that was, uh, damn, that whole thing was great. And I, I love that they gave him screaming ghosts as his, uh, <laughs> as his reward. That was so funny. Listen, a- a- apparently, according to Donovan, shout out the Cinema Chat, Nuclear Nova, he says goat humor is a different kind of breed of humor. So I, I, I guess so. He said he couldn't stop laughing every time those goats yeah! came up. Ow. <laughs> Dude, okay. The only time that I was laughing about those goats is when they first got introduced on screen and when they crashed into the Shadow Realm. Those goats were hysterical. I love that. Phoenix is like, nah. I must hate everything about this film. Oh my god! Okay, listen, you guys. Phoenix is getting a pet goat. Two two things. First, I'll start with the goats. Um, The goats is the only gag in this entire movie that anyone in my audience laughed at. Like dead serious. What time did you go see the movie? Uh, I went to the eleven ten show. That's why. Okay. Like, sure, I guess humor doesn't happen at night, but like, that was literally the only, only joke that landed in, in my theater. Now, that's anecdotal. So, you know, obviously, I'm sure there was a bunch of other stuff that worked for other people that I'm just telling you my experience. That was the only joke that landed. Uh, going back to Gore and his introduction, um, that in my opinion so like i said this is after 30 minutes of previews it's late i'm already not sure if i'm if i already don't care enough to watch this movie but i'm waiting for it to impress me we get the introduction of gore he him and his daughter suffering through the desert um he she eventually dies he stumbles across his god the one he's been praying to and to me, this is the moment, right? This is where we get the story of why Gore becomes the God Butcher. 
And it's basically because his God is a dick. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's the whole motivation to kill all the gods is his God was a jerk. <laughs> and I was just like, seriously, that that's it. Like, there, listen, like, there's more layers to that. No, no, no. I know that. I know. I mean, that. his daughter did kind no, of I, also I die. I understand all of that. Here's the point I'm saying, though. Because of how this movie was paced and, and shortened and, and really, like, really just edited to death, uh, where does Gore come from? Does anybody know what happened to his family? Did that we person. get any I of mean, that? And so, like, here's my thing. They, they, I mean, Here, they no, no, abandoned no. his people. It sure, sure, matter. sure. It's a, yeah. but it's all vague. It's all in, in, incredibly vague. You could draw whatever conclusions from it you wanted. My issue is, is that I'm supposed to care about a character, one, we're just now meeting, two, his daughter, who we're also just now meeting, whose name I don't even think we ever got, um, and a god we've never heard of. And you, we have absolutely no background. We don't know exactly what happened to their people. We don't know exactly the level of their devotion. Like, and and just because when he finally decides, defi- finally meets his God, his God's just sort of arrogant and dismissive and a jerk. And therefore, all gods must die. What? Why? No, it's like, it's, <laughs> like it, it, it's, so I'm just saying, I'm just saying, if we could have, had 10 to 15 more minutes of where these people were, what exactly happened, how they, like what devastated them, who they are, their religious beliefs and exactly what, why they put so much faith in the gods. Then that moment, even if he is just a jerk, then that moment has a little bit more weight behind it. But to me, it was kind of just thrown together and then it was played sort of for a joke and then i'm supposed to take this guy seriously because he wants to kill all the gods for me i see his motive to kill all the gods is because he realized the person he's been worshiping forever turned out to be a phony i mean yeah he he had all this power but the person he was worshiping to try and get back into the all that no he that he ended up being a phony he realized okay all and gods so one, are, one all, god is phony, so you have to kill all the gods? Like like the sword says, it possesses anybody it touches. Mm. He was just trying to kill him. And then when he got the sword, the sword was talking to him. He's like, okay, I need to kill all the gods. Also, again, the necromancer just pops up. like Because they just <laughs> killed the guy who yeah, had it. Who, who, who was who, by the way? Like, I'm just saying, like, it was just sort of like here's this here's this right, here's on. this hold and on back up go. a second back up <laughs> a second you liked infinity war right of course okay you know how thanos just ended up with the power stone in the beginning how did he get that phoenix huh the power stone the one that he got from the collector power stone is not the collector yeah the, the guardians left it with the collector no they didn't the power stone yes they did no they did not they left it with xandar oh but, oh, they yeah, but, the, but they didn't show that. They happened. didn't show that. Are you, you going to knock down? No, they didn't show for... it, but they did actually mention it. It's, it's not like they didn't mention it. They, so... mentioned, they mentioned how the, why the necromancer was right there. No, they didn't. Yes, he did. They literally just said they killed the guy. Yeah, who who is who? 
There's no need to be <laughs> that guy. Zach, okay. <laughs> you like me up here? Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm just letting you guys hash it out. But uh, no, I mean, I don't, I, I, I agree with Brandon on this. I mean, that's going to feel like nitpicking, but that, that's just me. So uh, I don't, I don't, I mean, yes, you could argue that is being a little bit nitpicky, but I would say that for where we are in this particular phase, it seems like they're really just dropping things in without really in any regard to story. And like to have kicked off the movie with that, to me, it was just really kind of like, okay, we're doing this again, where we're like disregarding story to just get to this point. And I'm like, a point without a story is kind of pointless. So that's that's all I'm saying. I feel like as a as a plot, it definitely could have been stronger if we just knew a little bit more about gore before before that moment. And if it wasn't played so much like a joke. That's my only point. So what other what, what else? What else we got? <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't gotten past the intro. <laughs> I know. So I mean we, yeah. Uh, so the guardians come in. We talked about them a little bit. We talked about him destroying the, the the palace. They were just trying to save, and yeah, the guardians leave off, go off and do their own thing because Lady Sif sent out a distress call, and the guardians couldn't be bothered with that because there's a bunch of other distress calls around the universe, and that's going to lead in Guardians Three. So Thor, Korg, and the two goats go off and find Lady Sif to save her. So, oh yeah, they get they get they get to Lady Sif, and I actually like this moment. She's like, "Leave me to die on the battlefield." <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Yeah. All right, yeah, that that one was good. It was like, it was like, oh, I he's think like, it only works if you die in battle. Oh, he's like, shit. but your arms in Valhalla, right? <laughs> <laughs> like that was good. I'll give you that. Yeah, that was a good joke. Yeah. Uh, I want us okay. God, this this whole thing is gonna sound like me complaining, um, but uh, the 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 scene with the guardians, right? Uh, yes, it's gonna lead into Guardians three, and I am way more excited for that movie. Um, but that whole scene to me was awful. <laughs> it, it was it was awful. Um, I just. How can I put this? Um, so it just, it was, it was all played for laughs. It was all played for laughs. It was all just a little bit too silly, just a little bit too silly. Um, yeah. And it just, I don't know. It, you had Thor fighting these nameless people for this nameless planet and name, I don't, none of it mattered right what do you mean nameless people and nameless planet where were they and who who were they what fighting are you talking against? about what are who, you talking i'm literally asking who where were they and who were they fighting against where was and, all right all right i know thor dark world is not a good example here but <laughs> Thor the dark world when thor's introduced who are these people and why are they fighting them thor the dark world i can't remember what happens in the beginning of remember that. he he hits that guy with me on there he's like Who's next? Oh, 
Where was he? Okay, Again. where Ragnarok? Where was he? Yeah. The opening scene with uh, Surtur. Where was he? Well, he was in Surtur's dungeon. What? What's the planet? <laughs> hey, what, what planet? planet? Name well, is yeah, it? what planet is it? It's not a planet. It's literally Surtur's dungeon. No, but dungeon. it is. Is it because it's Surtur's dungeon on his planet? What planet is that? Planet Surtur, for all I care. I like well, it's not it, a, but it's yeah, not a, but it's not but a viable thing, point of the movie. You but love that at least movie, at least Surtur comes into place. At least Surtur comes back into place in Thor Ragnarok, though. So there's a purpose for him being there. This was just him being somewhere to have a fight with the Guardians because we have to have the Guardians in this movie since where we left off with Endgame, and it's silly it's redundant it's just him doing a bunch of they're, superhero okay, stuff they're going and it's oh, just yeah pointless. they're superheroes <laughs> yeah they're but superheroes. it's, it's they're out going see, around the, it's you, literally pointless listen, see, see if you were to say that around about, the galaxy because they're the guardians mm-hmm. of the galaxy <laughs> uh-huh that, yeah, that's a crazy idea i know <laughs> they're the guardians of the galaxy so they right, go around right. the galaxy doing all these missions and right. most of the time, you don't know what planets they're even on because half the missions they're doing outside of the main storyline is nothing to do. Yeah. Where, where okay. were they okay, on so Guardians 2? In Guardians 2, where were they when they're fighting? You're right. Beast? Exactly. You're right. You're right. See, I'll give you it's, that. It's just part of I just, it. I just personally it. think that the scene itself was just silly. It was, see, it was just silly. I disagree no here because to. you got to follow the reason the way I see it is I follow the Indiana Jones principle. The oh, Indiana God. Jones principle. Listen, oh. no, none of this. Oh God thing. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, the first, te- the first like 15 <laughs> minutes is him going to find. This is all the- Brandon. I don't. <laughs> all right. I, this is Indiana Jones going to find the golden idol has nothing to do with any of the rest of the film. It's just to introduce the character and try and it's the same thing with Temple of Doom. He goes, he goes, he's literally in China. Okay, just, he's in China doing a deal my, about my, Narhachi, about this little stone emperor, uh, you know, a former emperor Narhachi, doing a trade off about that with diamonds, and that has nothing to do with Temple of Doom. Okay. And Last Crusade, he's going to find the the, the cross of Coronado, has nothing to do with the rest of the film. Okay, but introduce I, the freaking character. Okay, I got I got all of that. My one counterpoint is this: this is the fourth. Solo Thor movie. Okay, great. And this is, that this doesn't is matter. like his it doesn't seventh matter. It appearance doesn't matter. in the MCU. It doesn't we matter. We do not need to introduce a character here. Like, we don't need to introduce the Guardians. To we don't need to introduce movie. I'm Thor. not saying introduce a character to the entire series. I'm right. talking about introduce a character to your okay. movie. But let me let me give you another counterpoint. Give you another counterpoint. Um, where we left Thor in Endgame, uh, this is a character who at this point has lost his brother, lost his mother, lost his father, lost his brother had to again. kill his yeah, lost his brother, lost again, his brother again, had to kill his sister. <laughs> um uh and the three people he was closest to three people in the Avengers that he was obviously close to are also gone, right? And oh, not to mention um his entire planet blew up. <laughs> uh his he people whatever anyway <laughs> his place blew up uh in front of him his uh he has the the, the feeling of failure of costing people five years of their lives because he didn't kill thanos the right way 
Um, he then kills Thanos afterwards, goes on a completely dark depression and has to fight his way through that, right? We get to Thor Love and Thunder and the whole journey of him coming out of that and dealing with that and, and getting back to his normal self is montaged. It's it's completely so? montage. So and here's here's why. what what do you expect a 30 minute sequence of him working out? No, 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 no. Of his fat? no, no, no. I expected the entire movie to be that the entire movie should have been that. And here's why, because if you take this exact same story, Gore, the God Butcher, Jane coming and all of that, and you put that in the middle of someone who is going through recovery from depression, getting back in shape, uh, living his new life as a member of this team, all of that, that is a far more compelling narrative than he, anything that is produced. He got today. over his depression in Endgame because he realized that there was more to life than just He did not get over his depression. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. If he did, if he did, if he did, then this scene wouldn't have been montaged. If he did, there's, there's no reason for this scene to be he montaged. He got over it and then He did not that, get over he, it because yes, he was still he dealing with it. He, he was still dealing with it in the montage. He had closure with his mother. That, that's he had closure sure with his mom but that does not end depression homie like the entire this entire movie thor's character arc is is restarted it's almost like it's almost like whatever happened in endgame gets completely ignored and we go back to square one thor you know what this that, is do you know what this is this is a I'm nitpicking over things I don't really put much thought into, and I'm nitpicking to nitpick. It's just I, this is where this is where garbage. I'm glad you that is a garbage, garbage, garbage response. This is where garbage response. Complete garbage. Glad you haven't watched <laughs> Kenobi because garbage response. Yeah, it's a user I'm sorry. principle. I'm sorry. Kenobi. This is not nitpicking. This is pure. This this script, this script was so bad. No, it, it almost feels like it was rushed. Or either it was rushed or it was always this bad. But you're like, nitpicking to nitpick over things that have already been explained and dealt with. It's it's, one it thing doesn't to like matter because it's not a good film. Story, but like to say like... Th this uh, story. What is the story? Go ahead. What is the story? Um, the story is about him getting back to finding um, what's important after. So like he's obviously gone through depression, right? You can see that he's obviously gone through it and he still isn't fully come back from it. He, and then in the end, he actually discovers that what's important in this is love. And that's what he's missed from the beginning because Jane has exited his life throughout the rest of like ever since the first movie. So second movie. So, I mean, you like, it's it's you're, you're saying there's no arc or there's no trajectory uh, but it's right <laughs> it's right there it's <laughs> oh man you it's know what, if, I'm, if, I'm, if i'm nitpicking you guys are grasping at straws because this, no, this is ridiculous we just used our brain while this is ridiculous movie. no i no, watched the movie this is a turn your brain it. off I listened to what it had to say. Okay, what, what did it have to say? What did it have? I to just say? explained it to you. You just, ex you, you just, you didn't listen the, again. You just so, gave the most I mean, grasping at straws explanation ever. Like, 
What do you mean? It literally, it literally closes with love and thunder. Oh my god, it closes with love and thunder. (laughs) Like it's the title of the movie. I'm uh, sorry. No, bro. all I'm like, saying is that's well because Phoenix. What was the stakes? What was the stakes? Let me ask that. What was the stakes? Uh, the children. Uh, the, oh, the, the oh, wait, 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 wait. Let me finish. Let Game. me finish. All of the gods ever in the Marvel universe. Did you just like not? Who did we watch? Who did we, who did we see? Like before this movie, what other gods did we know? Do we have to know other gods? It doesn't matter. Because, because you're talking about stakes. You're talking on. about stakes. We see and we're any, talking about one god that you saw. And in this other children. In this movie. We have Phoenix, we haven't even gotten into half the gods in the Marvel universe. So yeah, it's important because otherwise, guess what? All those gods that are not in the movies, as of yet, they can have movies, will not have movies. Yeah. Even Kanchu, mean, like Kanchu was included with in this. Kanchu from Moon Knight is even included with this. He would have died too. There's yeah, Kanchu, like the whole, like there's so many there's things that would have no over. In this movie. Hey, <laughs> hey, so those children, are they not stakes because they weren't no, introduced prior to this film? No, they are not stakes. You know why? Because they played the entire thing as a freaking joke. That's, that's, that's why. Lie. They played the entire, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Heimdall has a son. When did Heimdall get ass? Seriously, <laughs> when did Heimdall get ass? Like, Man, listen, more importantly, listen, Heimdall is the all seer, he got ass. <laughs> more importantly, though, like, okay, so Heimdall has a son who, who randomly changes his name to Axel because you know, Guns N' Roses, ah, <laughs> um, and then he, he uses his sight to show Thor where the kids are. And as serious as this is, they've all been kidnapped by the gore, the god butcher. La, 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 la. They're all they're like, yeah, you know, we're here. We're okay. It's cool. It's like, yeah, we did. We went to this planet and uh, we beat up a few people. Yeah, it's cool. You guys are going to be out in a second. Like, that stakes. That stakes for real. You're supposed to. That stakes. Children. Are you going to try and inflict fear into children being like, Oh, it's going to be a little while until I can get to you. I need to hire an army. I need to find out where you oh, guys are. Okay, well, no. You better question. To... Better question. Listen, better Phoenix, question. Phoenix, what Phoenix, exactly, what exactly was Gore doing with the children, guys? What does Homelander do in the were What is that? What is They were bait. They were bait. So they have no purpose. They have absolutely no purpose. They were bait. They have absolutely no purpose. So they were used as bait for absolutely to no purpose. No. Get, it would be, so no, 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 no. It would be stakes if he used those kids the to trade their lives for his daughter. <laughs> that would have been stakes. That was absolutely oh not stakes. Oh my God. That was not stakes. Sorry, it wasn't. This is they a Star Wars. They were absolutely pointless. To kill. They, they were, were absolutely to kill pointless. all the gods. Who, the kids? The God Butcherer, dude. Gore? Was he was he, was he gonna Gore. use the kids to help kill all the gods? Yes, actually, because he uh, used them yeah, as bait for Thor to how? get there no. with Stormbreaker. Yes, because so he's he can going steal Stormbreaker into from for him. the wish to kill no. all the gods. No, no, <laughs> no. It's a usual. Phoenix, right I don't know how you're saying no to the literal plot it's of the movie because it was stupid. It was no, stupid no, no, and no, it no. Was you're saying no, no. Listen to me. You're saying we're we're telling you the plot of the movie, and, and I'm going, telling no, you it's a bad plot. No, 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 no. Let me, finish, let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. 
You said, mm -hmm. what's the point of this movie? What are the stakes? I'm giving you verbatim the literal plot of this movie, and you're going, mm -hmm. no, that's not it. Okay, and that okay. was the whole fine. plot of the fine. movie. Fine, I'll accept that. I mean, I'll accept that, but it's not good. Okay, that's but not, you that's can't it's say not good. Like, it's well, not good what, stakes. Well, what are the consequences? It's not a good we telling you, and you're like, no, homie, those are the consequences. Homie, homie. You I mean, kidnap an entire village of children that you have no purpose for, no use for, and no ultimately for. don't do anything with. What was the point? How of exactly Tan is that stakes? Phoenix? Could you tell me the point of Tan exactly? What was oh, the point? We, of seeing, we, we're not gonna we're not I gonna mean, divert to saying, a completely different talk movie. About the point that of is way much right better now. than this one. That is we are not gonna we're not gonna divert to another history. movie that is so I'm much better saying. than this one. That is so much better than this one. We're not gonna do that. But like that that's all i'm saying i just did i i didn't feel it i'm sorry i felt the kids were useless i felt they were just a prop that's i think you all. need to go rewatch this film i am never rewatching this film all right you so need let's to rewatch this film when you're not tired let's, and let's it's not like on. 11 o'clock at night let's move on to mighty mighty thor because uh we didn't get into that so jane comes back into this movie she has stage four cancer and uh and Oh God! God forbid a character gets cancer. God. No, no, it's not even that. It's not even that. It's the next point where she decides to find Molnir. Um, you guys go ahead. I, go hey, because <laughs> I have a feeling. I, I have a feeling right, you're here, going let with me, this. Let me explain. Let me explain to the audience what's going on here because <laughs> I paid attention. So what actually happened is that she read about the health that Molnir grants. And the only reason that she was able to wield it at all is because Thor put in a promise into the hammer when he was a, when he had full control of it to always protect her at any cost. This is how she was able to wield the hammer at the time of when she picked up the hammer. It seems as though there's no point in her getting the hammer. No, the I never reason, said that. I never no, said okay, that. No, you didn't say just, it yet, no, but we, I know where this was going to go. So I'm just covering Ooh, my That's not where before. it was going to go. I'm what? just covering my, well, I mean, you said the point of the movie wasn't the point of the movie. So I'm <laughs> making sure I'm extra clear on it. So, okay. so she goes, she gets the hammer and it comes to her. And so that's how she's able to wield it is because Sword put a promise within the hammer, just like Odin did with him. When he before he gave him the hammer, this is how mm -hmm. Jane's able to wield it. Mm -hmm. The part that now it doesn't heal her fully, mm -hmm. and the reason this is is because it probably is applicable only to gods mm -hmm. who wield this hammer. So the reason that she's not getting healed from this is because of that reason. Mm -hmm. So Phoenix, mm -hmm. I, I I already know you have something. So where where are we? What what is the complaint about Mjolnir? Uh, nothing. Everything you just said is true, one hundred percent accurate. No, okay. no arguments there. Okay. Uh, my issue mainly comes down to pacing, um, and and introducing things that um were never existed. Um, so all of a sudden, I don't know who wrote them, but all of a sudden there are books on Molnir, and she just happens to stumble across them, and the fact that. You haven't seen Thor in eight years, seven months, and six days, but it's your go-to solution all of a sudden. Okay, uh, well, that's she, that's kind of random. 
That's kind she of random. Was calling to her too. Remember, was calling to her. Okay, whatever. It like, was, dude. Dude, when she's it, reading, that literally happens in the comics too. I'm reading a comic right now <laughs> where this exact scenario happens, mm-hmm. and the, I okay. <laughs> no, I, like again, you're right. You're 100 right. I'm just talking about how it was played. How it was played was very just a little bit too quick. And I've read the the Mighty Thor comics as well. Jane's backstory is really, really cool. And I just, I didn't feel like it, her, her overall story arc as Thor is You're, really, I is see. really cool. I see. And You're upset because she didn't, you feel like she didn't get the time to develop. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was kind of just thrown, thrown yeah. in there. So that's, that's really my only complaint. Okay. About it. And, and I was kind of shocked that they went the route of killing her. That was kind of a shock as well. Like I really did not expect that. See, I'd like to heart, I'd like to go. I know we're gonna jump way ahead, but I like I'd like to mention about losing Jane. I've never related more with Thor in my life. Mm. Like losing your significant other, losing your spouse, losing your wife, losing your fiance. That like this this man this hit home this hit home for me. Like I I get scared every day that I'm gonna lose my significant other to mm-hmm. something like cancer. I I get scared every day, man. Like. Mm-hmm. I, I cried about I cried at that scene. I'm like, because I saw myself in Thor's shoes. I don't know if it I don't know if it hit the same for you guys, but it it I feel like it definitely would have had the pacing in the story been done better. But again, like so much of the emotional uh impact that this movie could have had, I feel was wasted because so much of the movie was devoted to this silliness like this sort of jokey behavior like when when thor finds out that she has cancer like that that moment like it's like 10 minutes of the end of the movie like that moment when he's talking to her in the hospital and when she comes back as as mighty thor those are the only times like it's really played in the level of seriousness that it deserves and but the entire movie is just you know, it's it's joke city, bro. It's it's just it's a little bit too too heavy handed silliness in my opinion. So for me, I get what you're saying, Brandon. But for me, it didn't land because so much of the runtime was spent on just trying to find a laugh. Zach, what do you think? Um, I mean, I kind of see Phoenix's point a little with this one. Um, Jane's character could have been a lot more developed. That was one of my gripes with this. Um, yeah, she could have been a lot more developed because this is a character we haven't seen in years and we know nothing about. And we do get some like some brief backstory, but like they don't like. I have no attachment to the character, yeah. you know, like, yeah, it's like, obviously like cancer is a very human thing and everyone can relate to that. But as far as like the actual character, like there was no, like, Oh my Jane died. Like there it's like, okay, she died. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's bad for Thor and the loves they have, but I'm saying her is a, a character. They didn't, I, they didn't do a great job getting 
that emotion from me as far as her as a character. I did not like obviously you know who she is, like she's in Marvel Lore. Like so there's that connection with her, but it's it's a very loose connection. I would say if this film had spent more time with Jane and with Gore, like I, I know like this is normally a complaint that people have in most movies. Like the main character wasn't in the movie that much, but this this actually would have been a stronger film had it focused on those two characters even more than it focused on Thor. Because like there's just there's two different ways to do this movie that I feel would have been a lot better. That's one, like just focusing on your villain, focusing on this new introduction of a character and having your main character sort of complement those two stories. I feel like that could have been done better. Or if you want Thor in the forefront, like I said earlier, making it about his transition out of the darkness of depression and all of that into you know, this person. Cause I like, I don't know how many people have ever been on a weight loss journey, but I can tell you that if you're on a weight loss journey and all of a sudden your ex pops up, that's going to cause issues. <laughs> like, like, especially if you have to suddenly be in close contact with them, you know what I'm saying? It's either going to motivate or demotivate. And I just feel like it would have had more of a uh, resonance uh, with, with its audience if they had gone that route instead of just, you know, immediately going back to God, Bod, Thor, and, and this whole thing. So to me, it, the movie just didn't have a lot of resonance and, and the emotional points just didn't hit for me because of just how, how uh, poorly structured the story was. Um, one other thing I want to talk about and this, I, I hope we can at least agree on this. <laughs> the visual effects in this movie no. were absolutely atrocious. No, no. Let me, Ow, hold on, hold on, hold on. Back up a second. Back up a second. Let me, let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. <laughs> we're, we're, let me guess. You're going to think, oh, green screen, blue screen was in this movie. It's even worse than that, but go ahead. It's not green screen or blue screen at all. It's actually the ver- it's actually what they did what the uh, ILM industrial light and magic mm-hmm. through Lucasfilm did. They have this technology. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a virtual background that follows with the actor. Mm-hmm. They did it in the Mandalorian, they did it in Kenobi, and they did it with Book of Boba, and they're doing it with the Ahsoka series. Mm-hmm. So step off because oh. I'm about I'm about to rip you a new one if you think, mm. oh my god, the visual effects are bad. The only time oh. I had an issue with oh. visual effects actually was when they got to Zeus's palace mm-hmm. and Jane put that, that helmet on. Mm. Because you can easily see it was like, it looked kind of bad. Mm. And she walked for about 30 seconds on screen with it. Mm. And then they cut and cut right back to it. And it was right back. And the actual thing was on her head. So that being said, step down before nope, you I'm, I'm going to tear you apart. Um, the visual effects in this were uh, absolutely atrocious. And I'll, I'll explain why. Uh, you're right. The scene at Zeus's temple is the most awful, egregious example of the visual effects. Uh, it literally looks like there's, it looked like you had two screens sitting on top of each other. Like, not like, normally what it is, is like, you'll have the, the, the real life characters, right? And then you'll have the green screen behind it. So like, you can pretty much mask things correctly and everything looks like they're in the same place right 
in this movie, it literally looked like you had the screens like this, like literally on top of each other. So you have one thing happening here and another thing happening here. Phoenix, and let that's, me share my screen. That's exactly what this was. It was that that particular scene um, at Zeus's palace when they're fighting the guards is literally them on one screen, the guards on another, and they pasted it over each other. It's ridiculously bad. Phoenix, that, let me share my screen. I did. Oh, there we go. Okay, thank God. Um, that That's just one example. The other example is when they're sitting in, in the uh, hospital room. They're sitting in the hospital room. There's no reason for there to be visual effects there. And yet it is. Like it's all over his suit. You can just tell it's he's not sitting there. The background is, is it's literally sitting on top of their screen. It is, it is the most painfully obvious, obviously bad green screen or vi- whatever you want to call it, visual effects, whatever that I've ever seen in any MCU movie. And I like I've seen them all. I just did an MCU rewatch not too long ago. Like every other time, it's been very seamless. This time it was like directly right on top of each other. It was it was really awful. I can't believe we don't disagree. I can't believe we don't agree on this. That's ridiculous. Phoenix, would you now look at the screen? This is what they this is technology they used on the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Look at this. Mm-hmm. This is an actual like physical, not physical background, but it's a virtual background that they set up mm-hmm. like from top to bottom. It's great technology. They use this for Thor. Mm-hmm. There's no green screen involved with this film. I don't, open, I'm not like, talking about the green screen, homie. What I'm talking about is what happens in post. Not necessarily how they shoot it, but what happens in post. Like, because Marvel is, they have so many projects going on. They still have like 14 projects left to come in just this phase alone. They are rushing. They are rushing through each project. And it became very apparently clear in this one that they did not take the time to get that part right. That's all I'm saying. And it was very noticeable, more noticeable than it has ever been in any MCU film. Can we agree on that? No. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the, the medium here. Um, I, Phoenix, I'll. I is not as attuned to maybe what you were looking at. I didn't personally notice those things, but I'm not going to sit here and roll it out and say you're wrong because I didn't notice the ones you On the flip side of it, um, there were some incredible scenes mm-hmm. in this movie, um, like the fight in the Shadow Realm. That Dude, was amazing. That when was they, great. When yes. All okay. the colors just go completely That's, opaque. So that was I, awesome. So mm-hmm. I can't fully say I hated everything about it, I'm, I'm going to give you credit because those are things I did not notice. And maybe I'm just not as attuned to those things yet. But there, I will say there are great scenes in this movie as well. Yeah. That you take great advantage of visual effects. So yeah. I'll, do, I'll say half and half. I'm yeah. not going to say they're perfect because there might be stuff I didn't notice. But I'll, I'll say that there are moments where they are beautiful to look. Yeah, the, the, the Shadow Realm fight scene is... is- yeah, I'll give you that. Like, yeah, that that was really, really impressive. Yeah. Like that that was great. So, I think for me, it was, it was the fight scene at, in Asgard when Jane first shows up. 
and then there was there was some good stuff in there too but uh, it was still kind of like wonky and then there's the stuff there's stuff in that opening scene with the guardians that's also just like really shoddy um yeah like there's just it's, it's a lot of moments where i'm like wow like it's really noticeably bad or or it's like so super glossed over that you like like you you can't help but notice it um, right but i will also say this phoenix i feel like since you've been like you've been obviously seeing movies for a long time this is something that you've been doing for a while uh, to the average viewer they might might not even notice this right because I, cer- I certainly didn't or like you said like a I true cinephile that. yeah or or yeah. you have you know scenes like the the fight in the shadow room that just overshadows it because it was that it really was impressive that that scene i'll give you like that was yeah. really impressive yeah all right so. i think that's all my points what do you got oh no i have one other question um so in the final scene uh we see that thor is taking care of gore's daughter uh I, did we get a name i feel like we never got it her name is love her, her name is literally love yeah right, and that's well, chris Hemsworth. it's actually chris Hemsworth's real daughter that's hilarious uh so like uh that was great that was cool um this is why I kind of wanted to know more about Gore and where he came from and about eternity and what that really does, because is she an alien or did so, Thor just introduce mutants? Because okay. it looks like she's a mutant. Here's, tell the, here's the thing that bothers me about this movie. <laughs> um, Love is not a character at all in Marvel. Ah. Zero. It was created specifically for this. Ah. So she did not exist prior to this. Um, to be fair, Miss Man had said it neither. Um, I personally like in the in the comics, he has a so for me when it comes to accuracy and stuff, when they do stuff like this, I'm not a huge fan of it i mean uh, thanos didn't rip Than- uh, iron man in half in endgame like he did in the comics no but uh, yeah but that's different i'm not talking about specific moments i'm talking about oh main points whole, of just like whole characters like just i'm not saying that they can't make a good one um but it's just it's weird like see like knowing and then, like, gonna see the movie, and then it, like, a whole different, like, so that's a small little gripe I have with it. Um, that, and I, like, I didn't mind the pacing, but I still felt like it could have been longer. Um, I really wish it was longer. I felt like that there were more moments we could have explored a lot more in it if it was just 15 to 30 minutes longer. So I wish that had happened. Um, But besides that, that, that's for me is pretty much my only two like major gripes of this movie. As I said before, I thought Christian Bird, I thought he was awesome as Gore. Um, Like that was like, he was just so creepy at every, Every second, one of my favorite scenes is when he's uh, in in the 
cage with the children and they're talking about stories and he comes out the shadows and like rips the head open and tosses it at them i thought that was so creepy and awesome um yeah uh okay so yeah that i'm i was trying to find uh the character's name and i can't find it but um yeah so again i'm not sure like does that mean like is she is she human? Well, clearly not human, at least not purely. Is she a god? Is like, you know what I'm saying? Gore's like, not a god. If Gore's not a god, why would his daughter be a god? I don't know. She came from eternity. She could be anything. That's what I'm asking. Like, did did Thor Love and Thunder just introduce mutants? Because no. okay. You you don't say you don't think so. No, no. They're well, they're saying they did that. with Professor X, technically. Yeah. They brought Professor X in from 838. I mean, I mean, yes, he died, but exactly. But the multiverse. But that would also mean though that there is an X-Men in other universes who mm-hmm. I'm assuming will jump over. So yeah, like when, when Secret War starts happening, that's when that's when we're gonna start getting a lot of multiversal collisions. If I'm on the right track, right? Uh, am I right here, Zach? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I yeah, and I know Kevin Feige said with more stuff coming up that it's going to be more clear, like, I guess, the sto- like the overarching storyline of everything. Right. Um, and I hope that's true, because right now that is the one thing I am struggling to see with these movies is where's this all leading to? What yeah. What is, if this is like uh, the Infinity Saga, then that means every movie and every show matters at some point. At some point, and like, but I, when I look back on like the first three phases, like there were movies in the first three phases where you're like, "Ooh, I, I, there's no purpose to that." And then as we get to the end, you see like, "Oh, okay, that's where like at least one aspect of it ties into the overall story." Uh, so I'm guessing that'll be the case here. Uh, but I know as a standalone film. Oh, I was I was none too impressed. Um, and yeah, and I love Taika Waititi. I really do. He he's made some in, some great things that I really enjoy. But I think he's he's being stretched a little bit too thin. I mean, you got Reservation Dogs, Our Flag Means Death, What We Do in the Shadows. Uh, He's working on a Star Wars movie. Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit. You know what I'm saying? He was just in Lightyear. He was just in Free Guy. I feel like he's... He directed too- Free Guy. No, he didn't. Sean Levy directed Free Guy. Uh, yeah. But, like, like, I just feel like he's doing too much. You know what I'm saying? And it's starting to hurt the overall quality of his, his work. Um, so, that's all I'll say. But, um... All right, so let's go ahead and get final scores for Thor, Love and Thunder. Brandon, why don't you kick us off? What do you got? I'm going to go on. I'm going to go ahead and give it a four star. Um, I, of course, of course, you're all freaked out. I was in between a three and a half and a four. And then I remember just like what this film meant ultimately. Mm-hmm. And then you got the end credit scenes, the introduction of her uh, introduction of Hercules in the MCU. And then you had Jane going to Valhalla and meeting up with Heimdall. That's that's you got to me, man. So I'm going with a four star for love for Thor Love and Thunder. Zach, what about you, man? Yeah, I'm actually gonna follow that. I'm also gonna give this four stars. 
Phoenix, you can't get all uh, you can't get all beaten up when you're giving Tatan five stars. I'm giving a much better movie five stars. Yes, you're right. Uh, okay. Uh, this is going to be a solid one and a half star for me. Um, yeah, (laughs) this is it. This is the worst of the MCU's phase four, in my opinion, and almost as bad as Thor the Dark World. Like, it, it, it very much has nothing of value outside of Christian Bale's gore and one really cool fight scene that that's really it uh that i can point to so for me you're just wrong it's one and a half i i did not enjoy this film at all whoa i really did not i thought this was really really bad like the worst of the mcu you should go rewatch it when it's not 11 o'clock at night okay and when i come back and i'm like you know what i've thought about it Half star. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm serious. Go give it an actual viewing where your brain is on and you're mm-hmm. not saying, oh, yeah, just turn my brain off at 11 o'clock at night. Go watch it middle of day. Mm-hmm. Go pick some good seats out. Right. And go watch this film again. I will accept your challenge. And I guarantee you, I will come away with the same response. Try and go with an unbiased, uh, or you, oh, I've already seen this film. I'm going to hate it again. Go, go without that. Go. I accept action. your challenge. All right. I will do this. And I will come back with the exact same. <laughs> so that's what did I have for me? Four stars for these guys. What did you guys think of Thor Love and Thunder? Let us know. You guys can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Film Code Pod. And uh, give us your opinions on Thor Love and Thunder. Before we move on, we have talked about uh, the MCU in this particular phase. Uh, a few days ago, was it? Or yesterday? from today what is it the ninth so is the eighth right that it's been one year for the phase four of the MCU. as far as as far as films go because we already got black ah. widow, not black widow we got wandavision and loki before um right. oh so, and talking winter soldier right so it's been been a year, year and a half year and a half or so for the uh phase four of the mcu I prepared all of my rankings so now i'm interested to see what yours are for you I, I am very much in uh, interested. Now, Miss Marvel hasn't technically finished, but I did put it, it in my rankings. In rank, I, yeah, yeah. I, so, I ended up holding off on putting hers in my uh, my ranking for now. Okay, so well, I would still do it. I, I want to hold off until I see the finale because I like to see the full product before ranking something. Right, because right. I mean, honestly, if I'd have, if I'd have put Moon Knight in before the final episode, it would have been a lot higher. So yeah, so I feel you. So I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave Miss Marvel out. So that'll be eleven, eleven or twelve. Okay, so we're doing it without Miss Marvel. Yeah. Okay. So, all right, Zach, why don't you kick us off? What do you? How do you have your Phase Four MCU rankings? Okay. Um. Just we are including Spider Man No Way Home. So, yes. Well, okay. Cool. Phase four. Okay. No, I just want to know because some people consider this Sony for some reason. That's so, stupid. It's literally Marvel Studios. I yeah. I'm aware. I <laughs> just want to make sure we're all on the same page here because my number one is very clearly Spider Man. <laughs> I mean, I don't understand. Like, if you have anything else at number one for Phase four, you're just wrong. Like, <laughs> there's it. 
There's yeah. literally no other peak performance in the Marvel Cinematic Universe for Marvel fans in Spider-Man No Way Home. I think so, we, we can all agree on that, yes? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, that's, everyone's, no, that's everyone's number one, right? <laughs> yep. Yeah. There's no dethroning that as number one. Um, <laughs> and that's like, I mean, arguably, for me, I, like I'm teetering between... I don't know where it stands overall. I know it, it's in definitely within my top three. So um, I haven't made my full list yet because I'm nervous too. Because <laughs> uh, like that's just, it's so hard. But anyways, yeah. So Spider-Man No Way Home number one. Um, next after that, I have WandaVision. Um, I really love WandaVision. It's a, it's a really solid show um coming after that this is probably where you guys are going to start disagreeing with me maybe not brand i know phoenix is uh doctor strange multiverse of madness would be third yeah see i already knew yeah i knew that was the reaction i can't wait i can't wait to tell you mine <laughs> next is eternals that's okay. gonna be one brandon disagrees with me on not really okay all right fair enough and then after that, I have Thor, Love, and Thunder. We already know where that's going. Um, and then Loki. Or, yeah, then Loki for number six. Mm -hmm. After that, for number seven, I have What If. Mm. Number eight, I have Shang-Chi. Mm -hmm. uh, nine, I will have Black Widow. Mm. And I know Phoenix, this this is where he's going to really hate me for. Uh, number 10 is the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm. Yeah, I know that's way higher up than on <laughs> Phoenix's list. Uh, number 11 is going to be, or number 10, sorry, is going to, or no, it's number 11. Yeah, right? 11, yeah. Number 11 is going to be Moon Knight. And number 12 is going to be Hawkeye. I hated Hawkeye. Um, Amen, brother. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Brandon. I'm really curious now. What 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 is your phase four ranking? All right, we already said all of our number ones are no way yeah. home. Number yeah. two is Multiverse of Madness. Oh my god. Number three is Thor: Love and Thunder. Oh my god. Number four is Shang Chi and the Ten Rings. Number five is Eternals. Number six is Loki. Number seven is Wandavision. Number eight is Falcon and Winter Soldier. Number nine is What If. Number ten is Black Widow. Number eleven is Hawkeye. Number twelve is Moon Knight. I get I put Hawkeye just a little bit above Moon Knight because I did my guy Kingpin wrong. Yeah, they did Jake Lockley even worse. Wow. Okay, so correct me if I'm wrong. Do you have Loki above Wandavision or? Yes. You really? It's it's just barely above Wandavision though. Wow. I I will say I will <laughs> say it it. For me, that is a compelling. There, I like. I personally have Wandavision above Loki, but I can see where someone could love Loki to the point where it, it could be above Wandavision for them. I don't. I don't hate that. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm super excited to share mine now. <laughs> I already so, know what's going to be in your bottom. Yeah, maybe. So, number one, obviously, Spider-Man No Way Home. No questions asked. It's probably a miles above the number two. Uh, my number two, however, is Eternals. Uh, really, not bad. Really yeah, not bad. Eternals. I like Eternals. My number three, obviously, <laughs> disagreeing with both of you guys, 
is the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, absolutely love that show. Thought it was amazing. Uh, number four, WandaVision. Number five, Black Widow. I really enjoyed that more than Black most Widow. Was it like I, I, I like I know it's slow on my list. I thought it was a badass movie personally. Yeah, it literally so was action packed from beginning to end. Yeah, I, so. I, I had a lot of fun with Black Widow. Uh, number six, I have Shang-Chi, Legend of the Ten Rings. Great film. Uh, not as great as some people have it, but I thought it was good. Uh, number seven, I have Loki. Um, great show. Not as, not as impressive as the other two, but still great. Number eight, I have What If. Uh, number nine, I have Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Number 10 is Moon Knight. Number 11 is Hawkeye and way, way, way at the bottom is number 12, Thor 11 Thunder. <laughs> so even worse than Hawkeye, which which I really did not like. <laughs> so that that's where I stand. I love to hear what you guys uh, have as your MCU phase four rankings. Uh, again, this will change once uh, Ms. Marvel is finished. Uh, so prepare for Thor 11 Thunder to be in 13 <laughs> at that point. Um, but yes. So uh, let us know. You guys can find us again on um, Twitter and Instagram at FilmCopod. Please let us know what your lists are for the phase four of the MCU. I'm going to put that out on Twitter just so uh, so you guys send me like a picture of your list because I want to put, a, put them all out there so everybody can see what, what, what our thoughts are and they can judge us. All right. So we are gonna move on to what's good. What's good, what's good, what's good. What's good, what's good, what's good. Gentlemen, I saw a lot this week, so I'm gonna go last. <laughs> uh, Brandon, what has been good for you this week, sir? Man, uh, it's been kind of a busy week. So, um, I, like I said last week, I was rewatching the uh, Harry Potter films. Um, I'm going to say that again for this week. I, I finally got around to finishing my Harry Potter rewatch, and I rewatched Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part Two, which is my personal favorite Harry Potter film. Um, it's funny every time I go to do a rewatch, I'm like, eh, maybe I can change some rankings around. And then I rewatch Deathly Hallows Part Two. I'm like, no, that's not happening. So um, every time that I every time that I rewatch this film, it's just so good, and I end up giving it a five star again. So, yeah. How about you, Zach? What's good for me this week? Uh, so for me, it's actually gonna be another Indian movie. This was at the Cannes Festival. Um, it's called Rocketry: The Nambi Effect. Um, really, really, Rocketry: The Nambi Effect. So it's about the scientist. Um, I'm not gonna mispronounce his name. But essentially, part of his name is Nambi. And it's about how he basically, so the Indian space program is like not that great during the space race. Um, he chose to stay with them and declined an offer from NASA. Um, and in the middle of it, got turned into this public enemy um, for something he didn't do. And it's a whole movie about the trials that India's gone through in order to even get close to the technology we have for satellite and stuff like that. 
and it was a really great movie um it was really really well made um i can see why it was at canis <clears throat> so i i really enjoyed it yeah um rocketry the zombie effect i would highly recommend checking that out is that a documentary uh no actually it's uh it's not it's just a it's just a movie um wow. yeah but it's based on his actual life and yeah it was really touching and there there I'm not going to give away everything he went through cuz there's a lot in that movie that even if you watch the trailer you'd have no idea so it it's a great movie though all right uh that's Rant, yeah, okay. <laughs> so I spent the past few days, I watched seven movies. Um, and they were all amazing uh to some degree, each one. But uh the one that I'm going to shout out because I think it's the the most littlest known of, of the movies that I watched, uh, and that's a movie called Emergency uh on Amazon Prime. It's uh I loved it because it takes the uh, the college party uh, comedy and sort of flips it on its head. And it's a really interesting perspective that they go with. And they tell a very interesting story. It starts as your typical college age comedy, but where it ends up is a, is a very interesting place. So I, I think it's definitely worth checking out. Uh, it's on, available on Amazon Prime, Emergency, great great film uh give it a go so that's emergency from me rocket tree the Nambi effect from zachary and harry potter and the deathly hallows part two from brandon solid recommendations uh if you guys check out any of those please let us know and uh that is what's good from us here at film code all right so it is that time After break, right? It is time for film code. Before we get into the uh, code word this week, I do want to say Zach's code word last week was uh, money, and it ended up being uh, Crazy Rich Asians, which I did get around to watching. Fantastic film. Love that movie. Loved yeah, it. Love that movie. So so cool. Made me so jealous. Made me wanted to be. Made me want to be Asian and rich. <laughs> like, and in Singapore. And yeah. in Singapore, definitely. That's like one of and my crazy. top destinations. And and even after seeing that movie, I was like, oh, I have to go. Have to go. That yeah. was yeah. It was beautiful. I really dug it. I thought it was really cool. Uh, really great exploration of Asian culture. Um, and of course, Gemma Chan and. Constance Wu and Michelle Yo, it's just oh, so much sexiness on one screen. It was ridiculous. Uh, loved it. Absolutely loved it. If you, I don't know who else hasn't seen Crazy Rich Asians, but it's worth checking out in, in, in case you're wondering. So that being said, it was my code word this week. Um, your code word was hero. Your clues were from 2015 to 2020. Uh, Two of the actors in this movie have been in Best Picture nominated films, but 
neither were received an acting nod for that film. And your composer also did a film that was released this year. So gentlemen, uh, Zach, you are, <laughs> you are kicking us off with only two points this season. What is your guess for the code word? Sorry, there's a uh, loading error here. So <laughs> give me just a second. All right. Um, <laughs> Are you still searching? <laughs> what? No, no, Phoenix. No. You mean you, never... mean you mean we had to come prepared? What? I I would never uh, I would never do that. <laughs> um, but if I did, you would have to forgive me. So uh, <laughs> it's a little late to not forgive me. So, um, I I you know what I uh, yeah I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> So, yep, uh, I'm not even going to try to attempt to figure this out in two seconds. So, oh, wow. Um, I'm just going to pick a random hero movie, and if it's it, then great. All right, go for it. So uh, let me look at the options here. <laughs> uh, let's see. We're just going to go with uh wonder woman mm. wonder woman okay oh brandon i have two seconds to look at <laughs> movies for five years so i wherever it lands it lands so there's no <laughs> rhyme or reason behind it just accept it <laughs> <laughs> all right brandon you, you got wonder woman you could you could piggyback off that or do you have a pick of your own i have a pick of my own um, All right. I, for real though, this is this actually works. I'm gonna go with Thor Ragnarok. That's Ooh. what I said. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm gonna go with Thor Ragnarok because I mean, yes, it, it does involve a hero. Mm -hmm. um, it came out in 2017. The composer of that, Mark Mother's, uh, Mark Mark Mother's Ba, mm -hmm. did Thor: Love and Thunder as well. Mm -hmm. Obviously, and then and then. I mean, I'll have to look at the Oscar-nominated people, but, um, like, I already know I'm wrong. <laughs> but, I mean, Kate Blanchett, she... Kate Blanchett was never nominated for uh, for Best Actress. However, she was nominated... Uh, her film um, this year was nominated. Um, yes, for Best Picture. Don't look yeah, up. Yeah, for Best Picture. Yeah. Oh, oh, I mean, yes, Don't Look Up, but you... She was in two. Mm-hmm. She was in Don't, don't look, look Up. up and then... Um, uh, oh, God, what was the other one? Something alley. Oh, yeah. I, I, it's been a nightmare alley. Nightmare alley. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I think I'm on a right. I'm. On, I think I'm on a good trail here. Okay, is that it? Anthony Hopkins was nominated for best actor, though. Mm. Uh, Idris Elba was nominated for something, right? I mean. <laughs> in any case there's two film there's two people in this film that weren't nominated for best picture all right just tell us we're wrong <laughs> well it'll it'll make me feel good to finally get some points this season but yes you are both wrong uh your composer is alex summers and oh. uh, yeah the movie that he did this year is one of zach's favorites Fresh. 
and <laughs> worst movie ever <laughs> and uh you're two actors uh who have been in best picture nominees and but not nominated is Vigo Mortensen who of course was in the Lord of the Rings franchise which he never received an acting nomination for and uh well let me get his name because I don't want to say it wrong uh, George McKay, who was in 1917, that he also did not receive an acting nomination for. And your movie is from 2016. And the reason it is called Hero is because it is called Captain Fantastic. That is the name of the movie. Of course, Mr. Fantastic or Captain America, however you put it. Captain Fantastic. That is the name of the movie. But that starring. has nothing to do with the movie itself. Has nothing to do with heroes. No, it doesn't. It just Dude, hold in on. reference to hold the on. title. Hold on. The name Captain isn't a superhero thing. The name Captain comes from the military. I know, but you would think Captain America. Captain. I Marvel, wouldn't. Captain Marvel. It's it's attached to a hero. So, so yeah. Okay. So so you could say Star Trek and make us think Captain Kirk, huh? Yeah, technically. No. <laughs> nope. He's a hero. Nope. 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 <laughs> But there you have it, your 2016, your co-word, 2016's Captain Fantastic, starring Viggo Mortensen and George McKay, composed by Alex Summers, the composer of Fresh. And that is your code word this week. Congratulations to me for receiving two stump points, my first points of the season. I am so excited. Yeah, I'm still leading. I'll get two more points next week. <laughs> I got two stump points. So <laughs> Brandon, it is your co-word next week. Uh, looking forward to uh, regaining my lead. All right, so we are going to get up out of here, guys. Uh, Brandon, let everybody know where they can find you, sir. Yeah, you guys can find me at F-A-N-T-A-S-M-I-C, ears over on Letterboxd. Go check me out. Go check out what I'm watching. It's been a busy few weeks, but I've been starting to watch a little bit more here and there. So, yeah, go check me out. Thanks again for watching and listening. Not watching. Listening to our podcast. <laughs> and, Zach, let everybody know where they can find you, sir. Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at Zach Sneet. That is Z-A-C-H-S-N-E-A-T-H. And you can find me on Letterboxd at Z Sneaks. All right. And my name is Phoenix Cloud. And guys, you can find me on Twitter at IMHO Reviews One. That's the number one. And on Letterboxd under PA Cloudin. And I'm now officially on TikTok. So you guys can find me at IMHO Film on TikTok. And as always, please follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Film Code Pod. We will see you guys next week. We are out of here. Peace.